Hello and welcome to Afraid to Ask. This is a podcast brought to you by AUT. In this podcast, we do our best to answer those questions that you're just too afraid to ask. Regardless of what your questions are, we're here to try and answer them. My name is AJ. And my name is Aidan. Uh, and in this episode, we're asking, uh, why do I need to learn how to drive if driverless cars are the future? And we're joined by Professor Reinhard Kletter. Yep, and he is a, his research is sort of into the, the driverless car, not really phenomenon, what would you call it? Development. Development, that's a better word. Should have used that word. And later in the episode, we'll catch up with our man Stan. Stan on the street. Stan on the street. And Stan's going to be around the campus asking some people some of the questions around autonomous cars. Yeah. Yeah, driverless cars. Yeah, driverless. It's it's a good time. So so I hope you hope you enjoy it. Um, if you have a question you're afraid to ask, do not hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter, hashtag AskAUT with your question. And you never know, you might see it as the the basis of an episode later on down the track. So let's get to it now. We had a really good conversation, um, and we'll talk to you at the end. Cool. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? At this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Hey, Reinhard, how's it going? Hey, hello. Hey, Aiden. Hey, AJ. We're all here. We're all, all here. Good. Ready to go. Um, we're recording from a building where there's some construction going on outside. So if you hear uh, construction going on outside, that's just um, construction going on outside. Uh, so <laughs> um, much like my um, sort of delivery and introduction to this podcast, we're talking about things that are driverless today. Um, specifically cars, though. Is that right? Yeah, cars. Yeah, yep. vehicles. Yep, yep, yep. So just to kick off, Reinhardt, can you give us a quick summary about what your research is around driverless cars? So I'm focusing on computer vision. So cameras are connected to the computer to understand the environment. And here in this particular case, the cameras are in the cars looking outside mm-hmm. or inside. So they can also look at the driver for understanding awareness okay. yep. or outside for, for understanding the traffic. Okay, okay. It's all, it's all new, like new on the horizon stuff or are we close to it happening soon or is it... Um, it, it is a new uh, field. So I, I say currently in, in the uh, vehicle area there are three revolutions going on. One is electric vehicles, mm-hmm. and uh, this will happen hopefully very quickly. Yeah. Uh, one is communication between vehicle to vehicle and vehicle to infrastructure, mm-hmm. and one is autonomous driving. Okay. And probably autonomous driving will be the one which will realize the slowest. Yeah. Okay, so that is you sit in a car and it drives your your route for you or oh yes so like uh, having this magic button being uh, in the bar in the night and yeah. uh, push the button and say drive me home wow yeah so but uh, it will take a while okay okay, uh, okay don't get too excited i think so a lot of our relationship with autonomous vehicles is in popular culture they've been depicted in the future in in cars um in films like total recall um, Night Rider. Night Rider. That's yep. another good example. <laughs> um, but that's really most of our relationship with autonomous vehicles. So, the the technology that exists now, how is that different from that view? That kind of sci um, sci fi sci fi view. Yeah. Oh, it, 
I think the changes will be gradually. Uh, so I actually prefer to talk about my research for driver assistance. Mm -hmm. So I still see the driver in the car and we, we add incrementally some control modules for improving safety. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the most important, but also driver comfort for the, all the people in the, in the car. Okay. So for example, uh, there's a camera in your big back mirror mm -hmm. and it understands in the dead angle is something arriving. Yeah. So at this moment you could ring a bell for the driver, something is coming. Yeah. But uh, another alternative is uh, the steering wheel is not allowed to turn to the left okay. because there's something. Yeah? And I would prefer this type of uh, uh, control, yeah? that we okay. don't have too many bells and lights ringing for the driver, that the yeah. car itself acts like, like an intelligent instrument. Is that, so that's less like it drives itself and more it doesn't let you make bad decisions while driving? Yeah, so like uh, speed limits uh, yeah. are easy to detect, yeah, the, yeah. the speed signs. Right, yeah. But still, car producers are probably hesitating to have this feature in the car. Sure. Mm -hmm. Because too many drivers would love to have, uh, oh, yes. to, to be free to drive a little faster. <laughs> yeah? So this would be damaging for the sales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you're talking there about the car making decisions for you, it kind of elicits some thoughts to me of like, the. The, the machines taking over so <laughs> do you oh, think yeah. do you think that uh, it's safe to tr put our trust in computers in machines to make these decisions for us oh yeah we, we do in, in daily life so you you enter an, an airplane and most of the time you are flown by a computer yeah and uh, so this will also go more into other uh, parts of our daily life that computers are taking over yeah. isn't like an air airplane though like there's not really any obstacles in the way like if you, when, when a plane's flying it's not flying in a line of other planes yeah, yeah. yeah but you can fall from a very <laughs> yes, yes. yeah okay so, so the risk the risk is a lot higher yeah. <laughs> no yes. pun intended yeah. um but but, uh, but for example for an airplane, uh, you need uh, lines of code for programs for, mm -hmm. for having this airplane then at some parts flying autonomously. And the number of codes for an airplane mm -hmm. is about one hundredth okay. of lines of codes needed for an autonomous car. Okay. Yeah? So flying a big 300 people airplane is much less complicated than having a car driving down Queen Street in Oakland. Okay. So, so back to what you said. Do you ever think there will be a time when we will have cars that don't that don't have drivers? There will be a time in, in the in the future somewhere. Yeah, but I I still believe that at first, on highways and, and proper environments, cars will drive um, step by step autonomously. Then maybe in selected areas like Oakland Airport, from mm -hmm. one terminal to the other. Uh, we, we have control about the environment, we can drive autonomously. But uh, like going all the steep driveways up in the white hackeries or... Yeah. Uh, so there are certainly some particular challenges uh, which uh, will be solved step by step. But yeah. it will might take 
decades, yeah, before everyone can can go from from A to B wherever in New Zealand. Yeah. So you say you say decades. Is there decades, like a, a yeah, that's general? My belief, yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah. could you put a, an official number on that? Like thirty how many, years. How many decades? Thirty, 30 years. Yeah. Okay. Years. So so that's my rough guess. Yeah. Okay. But don't name me on that. So, <laughs> so, so theoretically, in thirty years, um, I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So mm. theoretically, it is in our lifetimes that we will see this this type of technology yeah. coming to full fruition. Yeah. I just read that life expectations is going up to 100 years, 150 years. Yeah. Wow. So this might also help us to, to, uh, yeah, yeah, they, to see they, it in lifetime. The, the percentage of statistics <laughs> yeah. that accounts for people dying in car crashes will, will potentially go down. That's what you'd want, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd hope for. Yeah, yeah. Safety is... Uh, see, uh, every year 1.2 million people die worldwide in wow. car accidents. Okay. So that's uh, between two and three people a minute wow. worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That's a Every huge minute. Figure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I am 23 mm-hmm. and I've got my learner's license. Yeah. And that's pretty pathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and basically, I my formative high school years, I was around a bunch of people who didn't know how to drive either. Mm-hmm. And so it was never an issue for anyone. No, there was no pressure. Um, I've only really just started driving cars in the last year as opposed to driving a scooter oh, okay. so there is an answer Aiden mm-hmm. I'm, not just, I'm not just using redundant terminology um, do I even need to bother if there's going to be driverless cars now should I even need do I even need to learn how to oh, you're drive happy. yeah you're still yeah you should yeah? Yeah. especially in New Zealand we are used to, to drive around in New Zealand yeah yeah we, yeah we have our normal difficult way to so go to, sit, to the next bus stop or yeah, train yeah. station yeah. to sit in the driver's seat of an autonomous car Will you still need a license? Um, right now, uh, also the driverless cars like Tesla, uh, E-Class, Mercedes, uh, and so on, uh, the driver is still in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, none of the cars will uh, today will, will claim uh, we are autonomous yeah. and uh, uh, you can enjoy a beer. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah. the, the driver is still in charge. Okay. So, um, I'm 34 years old and I have a full license. <laughs> um, and there's something about driving for me that when I did get my license, it was a rite of passage. It was a something that as a young person, you learn to drive and then you become a full licensed driver. Um, so, is there, a, is there a potential here that we're losing some of the, the passion, some of the emotional connection mm. that we have with cars yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're just going to drive yeah, us around? That's a very important uh, uh, subject. See, when, when horse, tri- uh, horse riding uh, was becoming a thing of the past and the cars were introduced, yeah. So people at this moment were also identifying <laughs> adventure with sitting yeah. on a horse and yeah. Uh, yeah, going along a beach on a horse. Yeah, mm. And suddenly it was this uh, stinking little rattling yeah. car. And, uh, not, but <laughs> after a while, uh, you still can ride a horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah? But uh, the car was a new adventure. Yeah? And it provided a new type of freedom. Mm. So like... And, a hundred, how, how old are cars? hundred years? A hundred years? years, yeah. The first cars actually were electric, Tesla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, before Ford and others uh, were making the combustion engine big. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So a hundred years, there are probably three guys doing like a podcast talking about how cars are going to replace horses. And what about the rite of passage of learning how to ride a horse, you know? Well, somebody made an analogy about none of us really like 
shed a tear for the fact that there aren't many people making horseshoes anymore <laughs> because we've moved on from that time yeah so maybe it will come to a stage as well where when it when it comes to cars we won't we'll think that we were you know cavemen having to sit in front of a steering wheel yeah, and drive yeah. ourselves yeah. around yeah there might be a difference because at this time 100 years ago not many people were riding a horse now everyone is podcast also didn't exist a hundred yeah. years ago. Very now true. yeah, everyone is having a car or driving a car. Yeah. So and there's are all these fantastic models like a Ferrari and whatever, and people will not simply put them uh, away mm. and uh, forget it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there will be a, a continued interest uh, to drive those cars. I'm I'm sure. Yeah. So there should be more than just a few race courses where you can go for <laughs> an hour uh, a month or driving your Ferrari around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking about race courses, just a quick tangent. How is how could this technology assist things like motorsport? Because I know Mercedes, who you've worked with, are mm-hmm. obviously involved in motorsport. Yeah, this well, new technologies creates new types of sports. Huh? Sure. So. Uh, if we have flying cars, there might be new competitions uh, mm. about what to do with flying cars. Well, we have drone racing now or yeah. something. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So the electric vehicles now also have already competitions. What is the fastest electric vehicle? Okay. And NIO, I, I think, was the fastest right now to drive on the Nürburgring, uh, t- taking one lap on the Nürburgring in, in one particular piece in seven seconds yeah wow. so electric vehicles are now also becoming very super fast yeah sure yeah, yeah. okay and uh, well with autonomous driving not sure what kind of sports yeah, we I'm can trying, do I'm trying to think of that now yeah. they have like, uh, t- like yeah. <laughs> tournaments like in medieval days who can code the best <laughs> yeah. Yeah. maybe it's a coding challenge yeah maybe yeah, yeah. Yeah, coding that's also interesting yeah? autonomous cars have more and more computing in the car and um this allows hacking. Okay. So, so there are already very famous examples that uh, some developers of, uh, like at Ford in the US, uh, were claiming, oh, our car is safe, you can't hack in. Mm. And then two hackers uh, were doing a demonstration to this uh, director. Oh, uh, man, that's terrible. To hack in, into the SUV and uh, slowing it down to 15 kilometers an hour. Uh, yeah. The vibe was going, windows were closed, the music was, was changing. And, and that's yeah, just yeah. The, the start of what you could do by hacking a, yeah. a, an autonomous car. It, it'll be like the new um, the new cutting someone's brakes, yeah. like hacking their car. Yeah, it has safety issues, yeah, certainly. Yeah. certainly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do we do about that? How do we prevent hacking from happening? Well, for, for hacking in computer systems, we have professional hackers who advise companies... Uh, how to avoid hacking yeah and uh, this uh, type of profession will will have uh, also an increase in numbers Uh, so we need more people than studying we need more hackers to more hackers for 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 avoiding hacking in the past and also traffic systems because the infrastructure will communicate with the vehicles yeah so you can hack them into a traffic light yeah Mm -hmm. for uh, causing uh, so, so this all should be uh, safe, yes. <laughs> I hope so. Um. <laughs> so we're in New Zealand, obviously, and there are a particular set of conditions and landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, will this affect how driverless cars are adopted and implemented here in New Zealand? Oh, yeah. So for... Um, for all, all, all the vehicles in the, in the local context, we need to 
um, teach the cars, the vehicles, about the cultural habits. Uh, so like uh, crossing a road might be different in California, New York, yeah. uh, New Zealand or China. Yeah. So you're, you're, the people uh, act with their body to, to indicate to the cars, I'm, now I'm going. Yeah. And the cars have to understand. Mm -hmm. So we so far maybe we look at the driver and we wave our hand, but there's no driver anymore. Yeah, yeah the yeah. car has to understand. I'm walking now. Yeah, uh, you stop. Yeah. That's a good point because we had a discussion about not just the the people in other cars, but the relationships that people have with with the road. Like for example, in some countries, I think it was in China, we discussed that truck drivers will just stop their trucks on the motorway to eat yes, dinner. Yes, yes. Um, in Sri Lanka, yes, people will come out. Yeah, people yeah. will come out in the middle of the night yeah. to sleep on the road because mm -hmm. it's no. hot. Yes. So there are other things to consider, not just other drivers and other conditions, but how people interact with the infrastructure. Would yeah. that be accurate? Yes, yes, that's accurate. People yeah. sleep on the road. People sleep on the road in Sri Lanka. That's really interesting. Yeah, and so, also. When I, I visited there and when we were driving, they have a, uh, they proactively use the horn. So every time they go right. to a junction, they will use the horn. So that's a cultural thing yeah. for driving in Sri Lanka. So that's something that would have to be obviously considered. Yeah. I can add one. In Taiwan, it's a tourist attraction to lie on the road for a group of tourists oh, yeah. to get the feeling for the road and to feel the traffic, yeah. to see the cars from underneath. When I was in high school, whenever, <laughs> wow. whenever we'd go on like... Walks at like 3 a.m. I'd always lie on main roads just because it was the only time of the day you could do it. Oh. But um, okay, so do we need different driverless cars for different countries depending on the the road culture? Yeah. So a left lane, right lane traffic for yep. a start. Yeah. Then also the the landscape, the mm -hmm. the, uh, the geometry of the roads, uh, yep. the design of roads also different. Yeah. Narrow, wide, um, um, multiple lanes. Uh, so all these uh, geometric uh, landscape conditions. Uh, this all needs to be taught to the cars. So, for example, uh, we can take uh, videos in different countries mm -hmm. and teach uh, a neural network in the car for the particular local habits. And that's what is currently done. Uh, how to educate cars about uh, local conditions. So what if like. What if Aiden goes to Sri Lanka again and he doesn't know that people sleep on the road? Is that going to affect... Like, is the, are the cars going to know about tourists? Are they going to know... Well, the good thing with uh, technology is that we can memorize events, contrary to people. Yeah? So we we might see the same event again and again and we don't take care. Yeah? Mm -hmm. But a car, like the Tesla car having this accident with a truck crossing the road. Yeah? Yeah. So now you can be sure from now on this will not happen again. Okay. Yeah, because this was now recorded and uh, the programs will take care. Yeah. So this is in general, fingers crossed, yeah, in mm -hmm. technology the way that uh, if something is happening, it will be implemented, the system improves worldwide. Yeah. So going back to science fiction again, but often we're led to see into the future and we're showing that the rich have access to all of the technology and all of the good fortune and the poor don't have any of the access to it. so will there be is there a risk that um all of this technology will be kept in really expensive cars mm -hmm. um like cars like um like mercedes like bmw which have these technologies now mm -hmm. and that rich poor people or people that can only afford cars that are 
um, that are less safe, mm-hmm. that there'll be that it will be kept amongst those more expensive cars, or will there be a trickle down effect? Uh, there is a trickle down effect uh, already now. Uh, so, new technology uh, like uh, electric cars uh, should, in tendency, uh, make vehicles less expensive. So the combustion engine was the most expensive part in the vehicle. Having now batteries and uh, they will improve capacity, the electric engine will make the construction of a car uh, uh, simpler, more cost efficient. So for example in Ghana, there is a company starting to produce electric vehicles. So producing electric vehicles now becomes a business which is possible for countries which so far have no impact on, on the vehicle industry. Um, so why Ghana? Uh, I just read about it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, just saying in, in Africa, yeah? Uh, so uh, yeah. that's possible. Or in, in one province in, in China, Shandong province, there are multiple new companies going up like mushrooms building small electric cars. Mm-hmm. So they they cost less than two thousand five hundred New Zealand dollars. Yeah. And you have a car for two to four people, uh, which uh, doesn't have uh, airbags, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the safety is certainly a concern. Sure. Yeah. But uh, it is nicely designed, looks looks alright. Yeah. And uh, for um, a drivable shopping bag, uh, it is uh, not so bad. Yeah. Going short distances in a in a city. So just on the idea of. Um Rich people getting autonomous cars. Ah, yeah, and right. okay. Down. Let's come to uh, back to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't there a danger in that though? Like, surely everyone has to be driving a self-driving car, or no one can be. There's a very important aspect for public transport or uh, traffic that people need to be aware what the other vehicles can do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you cannot in- insert uh, a few. Uh, wonderful yeah. vehicles uh, with all the features uh, of autonomous driving yeah. and, uh, and 80% are driving in, in old vehicles which are centuries away. Yeah? Mm-hmm. No, this cannot happen for, for safety reasons. Yeah? Yeah, also yeah. for the rich people. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, everyone needs to be aware what, what the other car can do. Yeah? So, so this creates uh, a mutual understanding of uh, possibilities. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise you're going to get 30, 30 dri- uh, driverless cars that know exactly what they're doing and then one random that just goes and screws up the whole, Age whole system. Learners. Yeah, yes. <laughs> on my scooter. <laughs> <laughs> driverless scooters. Oh, oh, I don't want to live in that's that a world. Kind of but also, <laughs> it's uh, 200 years see, see, there's also the question, autonomous driving, will that somehow uh, uh, make private ownership of cars redundant? Mm-hmm. So you you're like Uber, yeah. You can you can step out of your home. You call your autonomous car. It goes it drives you to where oh. you want to go. You don't need a garage anymore. Garage becomes now your your billiard room. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you don't need parking houses anymore. Uh, wow. Today cars are only used about two percent of their time. Wow. So most so of the time they are parked somewhere. So you're talking about a huge cultural and economic shift. Yeah, we're talking about um, yeah. like uh, garages will be like 
artifacts in a yeah. hundred years you know like people be like why why do all these old houses have oh. these random like rooms attached to them yes, lines yes. everywhere yeah, they were called garages no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. well you might still have a horse in, in your backyard <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, so oh, wow. that's a garage then in, in hundred years yeah so it could but uh, let me continue with that there's yeah. another thought our future so if now, consider the case we have these autonomous cars uh, going with, uh, without driver interaction. And you like to go from Oakland to Wellington. Mm -hmm. So you are sitting in this little box mm -hmm. and all the way you have no interaction and uh, you are not allowed to walk around or you're, yeah, you're, you have yeah. uh, basically you can not uh, uh, do much in this little box. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't it be much better to have be in a train? going yeah. from Oakland to Wellington yeah. and when you arrive call your autonomous vehicle and it drives you autonomously the last mile where mm -hmm. you like to go so is autonomous driving not the way to to make public transport much more important for the long distances so in, I see in, in China this type of development that uh, between big cities there are the 300 kilometers an hour fast trains and in the cities, like uh, what I said in Shandong, you have these little uh, drivable shopping bags yeah, for, for electric uh, clean traffic. Yeah. So is that not a, a, the logical way? Yeah? Man, so in the world of like public transport, trains have done well comparatively. <laughs> like we're talking about like horses, okay, you know, no one rides a horse anymore, no one's going to be driving a car anymore, but trains have outlasted through this entire... Probably. How old are trains? How old do you think trains are? Well, well, trains now, the fast, uh, modern trains, like 300, 400 kilometers an hour. And it was That's right terrifying. <laughs> so, well, are we going to get driverless trains? Well, why? Uh, if there are hundreds of people in a train, can we not afford to have one person sitting there and having control? <laughs> I love that uh, answer. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, so funny. So uh, that's the, that's my question to all of driverless vehicles is like, yeah, but why? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, buses again, yeah, I would say, why not having a person sitting there and uh, mm. controlling the vehicle? Being even, really rude to you as you yeah. get on. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's important. Yeah, even if it drives most of the time kind of um, supported, like my example with, it, that, uh, with a, uh, that angle with a back mirror, yeah? mm -hmm. that the steering wheel is not going to the left. So you have all this type of support for the driver, but still the driver can be there and uh, okay. get paid for a few hours to, to take control about mm. it. We've talked about um, what they can do, what, what, they, what their purpose would be, but like, why, why even have them? What is the point of like is it is it, is there a point beyond just it's a it's a way that we're uh, humans are going forward and inventing things or you know like why what I, is I, the no no the main reason is safety you know? okay so 1.2 million people dying every year mm -hmm. you know? so that's a fact you know? and um, you can tell people oh we educate you how to drive and there's a speed limit 50 and you yeah. you follow that and what are people doing that don't follow right? yeah. You know? Uh, everyone thinks, oh, I, now, right now, I'm the specialist. I can do it better. Yeah. 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 Um, when I was when I was driving, as I talked about last year for the first time, well, not first first time, but just it sort of started driving. I'd go on the motorway, and the the limit was like a hundred, but like the pressure from everyone else to go, to go faster. You yeah, know. Yeah. So like maybe yeah. yeah. I don't know, yeah. I guess people get annoyed at that. But. 
So if you close your eyes and imagine what a car is, you think four wheels, windscreen, window wipers, two lights, all of mm. those things. So yep. you have a picture. Everybody's got a picture of a car in their head. Yep, I've got one. Right yes. Now. Yep. Um, what, car, should, what color should it be? Um, I'm going to go hot pink because you never see them. You don't. Let's bring that back. Okay, hot pink. Um, yep. mm-hmm. So if driverless cars are going to change the rules about how we use them is it also going to change our perception of what they look like oh yeah certainly no. right now the car is designed around the driver yeah? okay yeah, and uh, and uh, three more people also sitting with the driver mm-hmm. but the uh, autonomous car can be more and more as a more and more uh, uh, driver supported car mm-hmm. can be designed more and more towards uh, the the comfort of the people in the car. No? So like uh, there are some new design studies, uh, you have a, a lounge driving, it is your new mm. home. Yeah? So you you communicate, you work, you experience something in, in this driving you vehicle. Uh, you don't even need windows. You don't need a, a windscreen. You could just be oh like an no. egg with wheels. You like, like to see the egg. beautiful nature. Oh yeah, obviously like for, for uh, seeing yeah. things, but in terms yeah. of like... Um, I don't know. It's practicality. You don't yeah. need a window. Yeah. But also, like <laughs> the combustion engine goes, it's electric. Yeah. yeah. So the batteries can be like one layer below the car. There can be one wall in the middle of the car mm. or four towers in the corners. Yeah. So the, the classical design of the car can, can change. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you have to start calling them something else. They're not cars anymore by that point. That's a, a good thought, actually. <laughs> and you're explaining this lounge situation, and the only thing I can think of is it's just allowing siblings to argue easier <laughs> on car journeys. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, though. They've got a PlayStation in the car. So. They do. Are there any ethical concerns when it comes to having driverless cars? Yes. Because surely when if I have an accident my insurance or the situation will dictate that I'm at fault or the other driver is at fault. And there's also insurance. And maybe that's a question. Will it... Okay, will it there are legal, legal issues. Yeah. So car accident uh, is now the car producer in charge or, or still the person called... Yeah, that's the big one. In the, driver, the, in the car, so not driver anymore, but the owner or the... Yeah, so if, if, if a car crashes and if an autonomous car crashes into a... Another autonomous car, or just even a yeah. normal car? So no people need to sit in an autonomous car. Yeah. Like so someone was calling it from from the right. Okay, sure. So <laughs> from the depot, like the, the, the idea is like if, if an autonomous car kills someone, who's yeah. to blame? Yeah, if nobody's in the car. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And if there's an autonomous car against a drive a driver car, and somebody yeah. dies, yeah. Yes. So uh, now, can, okay. the, can the computer so, be brought uh, to court? You, 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 you are asking about ethical, and um, uh, so here's uh, something. If you buy a car, then uh, probably you would assume the car is protecting you and mm-hmm. your family, not the people around. Yeah. So the the cars are basically designed to to keep the life of the people in the car at the highest protection possible. Mm-hmm. So now you have a group of people in front of the car, like a whole class of kids. Yeah, and yeah. in the car is one eighty-year-old <laughs> person. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I'm becoming soon. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> um, 
So now who should be killed? Okay. Yeah. So the, the autonomous cars at, at some point need to be programmed to kill according to a program, and someone in the country needs to check are the cars <laughs> oh programmed God. in the right way. Yeah. Is the the young person protected or or the doll or the goose or yeah what is uh, the mm. killing program of the car wow it's, it's the, I've brought this up on the podcast before depending if this episode comes out before this one um, <laughs> uh, yeah Asimov's three laws of robotics mm-hmm. are you aware of them I don't know did you look them up I didn't ask you about them so you did mention them earlier but you t- we talked about whether um, they they shouldn't kill or influence or yeah it's so it's basically you your uh, humans are your number one priority you can't hurt them but you also can't hurt someone else but it's also relating to like you have to serve society but as long as it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt mm-hmm. That's yeah, a, i'm gonna look them up that's mm-hmm. a lot of responsibility because currently if there's an accident and there is an 80 year old person in the car and the 80-year-old person kills more people. There's so much chance involved. Mm-hmm. So it's a roll of a dice. Yes. But when we start bringing in... When we start to mitigate against that and say, actually, this person deserves to die in this situation, that's, mm-hmm. that's a can of worms. In a fraction of a second. Yeah. Yes. So the system needs to decide, oh, uh, this one on the right is possible and not the group on the left. So is that a will that be something that the car manufacturers will have to work with with the legal with with judges and lawmakers or will th- is that something that the responsibility of the, the the whoever makes the car will have to decide? Do you think? Um, I, I think where we have to define uh, in in the society a system then to. Yeah. to give some guidance for the producers of cars, uh, what to do under particular situations. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the three laws are a robot may not injure a human being or through an action allow a human being to come to harm. Uh, number two is a robot must obey orders given to it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law and a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first and second law. So that's sort of exactly no, no, what this, this is, right? This all applies here as yeah, well yeah. because an autonomous car is a robot, of yeah. course. Yeah? So it's also called a robot taxi. Right? Mm. And uh, here we have uh, new dimensions of the problem because now we have all these different robot taxis driving around yeah. and there are people in most of them and people walking around so we have uh, a multi-layered uh, there's a bus with many people in and there's a small car and uh, so you can talk yeah. about that in, in all types of uh, uh, complexity levels yeah so that's certainly a big issue in discussion also on the internet and everywhere yeah physical yeah, yeah. uh, uh, issues. It's a massive issue. Yeah. So we talked that there's no no longer people people making um, horseshoes. Mm-hmm. There potentially mightn't be any mechanics in the future because mm-hmm. they these cars might be able to fix themselves. But what other jobs may we lose or could we gain as a result of uh, autonomous vehicles? Yeah. So like uh, taxi drivers, uh, that's certainly in danger. Yeah. They're already uh, in danger. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also in, in workshops, car workshops, uh, going from away from combustion engine to electric vehicles. So the, the whole workshop uh, industry is supporting the combustion engine car industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if this is 
breaking away. So the battery, changing a battery and fixing an uh, electric motor, that's uh, a minor issue compared to the complexity of the combustion engine. Mm. You know? So the, now just think uh, about the size of the service industry for normal combustion engine cars. Yeah. So that's probably earlier coming as an issue uh, before we talk about autonomous cars, what they can do uh, damage here for the job market. Sure. What jobs are going to be created, the flip side of that? So we have systems of high complexity uh, with respect to IT components, um, also control components, sensors, and uh, all these uh, components need to be need to be maintained, mm -hmm. developed, yeah. uh, overlooked uh, by by a new group of of uh, professions. Mm. So, for example, uh, traffic lights yeah. are designed that drivers can see whether it's red or green. Yeah. But if we have autonomous vehicles. We don't need traffic lights anymore. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, the the, the vehicles will be able to see the color of the traffic light, but they just don't even need traffic no, lights. No, why, why should we design cameras for looking at traffic lights if there's no driver in the car anymore? Yeah? Yeah. But now a new profession. Sensors need to be integrated into the road intersections, communicating with the cars, that, that uh, approaching cars know now it is my right of way to, to go. Yeah? Then for all these communication infrastructures, uh, we need people to be able to deal with it and to maintain and check. And Will they have a sense of urgency, like if there's like a tsunami and everyone's trying to drive away from it or something like that? Or you're late to a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is there is there going to be... I don't know. Like yeah. maybe, maybe if it's only life or death. Yeah, you, That's you, right. you can <laughs> expect something totally unforeseen uh, happens. Yeah, now. yeah. And uh, if cars were designed following a model mm -hmm. that uh, the unexpected event is not in your model, yeah. you might be in danger. Yeah. 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 Tsunami. Uh, no we, longer will a uh, car falling from a roof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something totally No longer will we, will we be able to sit into a car and say, follow that vehicle <laughs> in movies. Yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Stan, yeah? I'm at AT City campus talking to people about driverless cars. Would you jump into a driverless car? No. You wouldn't? No. Why not? Because it's driverless. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like sketchy. Like, have you seen videos on Facebook? Yeah. I trust them. I trust them more than real people. <laughs> no, probably not. I want to be in control. Like, I don't trust other people. It's okay. I just. No. <laughs> no. Like, what if it randomly just speeds up and like, or like, just crosses a red light or like, you know? Yeah, potential getting hacked. So you're in a driverless car alone, and there's a bus of school kids about to crash into you. Who should die? Okay, okay, okay. like, how, how, how are we deciding this? <laughs> Your choice? You just answer that. I, I actually who, don't know. Who do you think should hey, die? How many school kids are there? Quick spot answer. You know, okay. Who should die? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the, Where's I'll take the fall. How old are you? Why does it change? <laughs> okay, let's say it says like 50 years in the future. Like obviously I'll just die. Up. Like I am an old man. Yeah, kill me. But now it depends on my age. Now. Oh, no, 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 not now. Too much to live for. Oh no. You can make Yeah, well, if you've got a driverless bus, and if the technology is advanced that much, why would they be crashing in the first place? 
will there still be traffic infringements? For infringements? Will we, you know, can we still well, now, now we, we, of course, we are crossing a line here with driverless okay. police cars. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, okay. of course, well, theoretically, why not? It's also the policeman has to give an instruction. I like to drive from A to B. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, on, on the way, uh, maybe some particular activities need to be done, stopping someone, some, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, what would be, so thinking into the future, what would be for you mm-hmm. the most ideal feature that would be in an autonomous car? So, when I'm thinking about this question, I don't know why, but I think I would love if my car made me a cup of coffee in the morning. So foot massage. Oh, yeah. foot massage. Yeah, yeah. Like yes, what yes. what's the what's the most fantastical possibility yeah. that an autonomous car yeah, what it yeah, could sometimes do? Sometimes uh, it is a, it's a little feature what makes the difference, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I heard one particular model was not selling in US and then they added a, a cup holder and it sold. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was just something was missing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And uh, yeah, there's so, the so coffee in the car, yeah. So, so you uh, this gives us new opportunities, autonomous cars, to think about it as a, a tool in our daily life, to, to uh, organize our, our day and uh, to, to provide something, some service, which was not possible so far, yeah, because we are not the driver anymore. We have time to, do, to enjoy the time in the car. So the what, for your journey, what, what would make your life easier if your car would do it for you right now? I don't know. I don't know either. No, I, I like I like to go faster from home to here to the office. Yeah. Okay. Well. The car can pick up your child. Yeah. From daycare theoretically. So if we are at this point, then we can really say now we have autonomous driving. If you are confident to send a, a car without any person in to the school, pick my grandson up. Yeah. So that's. So you, we're going to be able to pick up our kids with with driverless cars. Well, Man, that, theoretically, <laughs> I say, yeah, yeah. So that's it's really taking why, why like the, the yeah. humanity out yeah. of a family, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> no, that's also uh, uh, an important issue to, yeah, to stay yeah. in contact, yeah, person to person, social contact. Yeah. Um, so I was reading online, and um, it was saying that like in New Zealand, we're like not at the forefront of who gets them first. Um, is that accurate? New Zealand's not going to get them first. Yeah, we we had a few thoughts about that here in a in a, in a discussion. So uh, we we are not so many people in New Zealand compared to the size of the infrastructure. Yeah. Right? So this is uh, I I guess uh, autonomous vehicles will come earlier in areas like in Singapore. You have the first uh, autonomous yeah, taxis. Yeah. There's already a test area, a limited area, not mm-hmm. all Singapore, yeah? Yeah. just one limited area. And um, we could also define here like in, in Auckland, uh, airport, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tamaki Drive or some uh, yeah. local areas where we say, okay, uh, we, we started as a, an, an experiment, a test yeah, for introducing the new technology. Uh, Another reason why I think New Zealand might be a little slow, uh, mm-hmm. traditionally uh, New Zealanders are not so keen to, to buy the latest model cars. Yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So like uh, in, in, in Germany, China, yeah. So we, we drive the 20-year-old and uh, 
and we are still all right with it, yeah? <laughs> so um, this might also slow down a bit the introduction of the new technology. Yeah. And uh, also the complexity of the, of the landscape and uh, yeah, like uh, steep driveways and narrow streets. So having multiple lanes, straight roads, like in Southern California, that's much easier to introduce autonomous driving than okay. what we have here. So the US is potentially, or, or some parts of Asia potentially, are the countries that will get it first? Um, it, see, we, we already have autonomously driving cars in but New get, Zealand. But get, get it first on like a big scale? Yeah, on the big scale, yeah. So we, we have already the Tesla, we have the E-Class, S-Class, Mercedes, uh, we have uh, the, uh, uh, some other cars with already multiple control mechanisms here in New Zealand. Yeah? You might drive in your daily life and you don't notice that the driver next to you is already reading a newspaper. Yeah? This is already happening here in New Zealand. Yeah? Hmm. So we, we, they are introduced yeah? and uh, the government actually uh, needs to be aware of that and uh, introduce the proper laws that uh, everything is also ready for, for this technology which is already here. Um, cool. Well, thank you very much, Reinhard. It's been it's been great. To, I've I've learned something, Aidan. I've you? learned a lot, and hopefully the next time we can come and talk about autonomous horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> horses yeah. with a mind of their own. Wow, yeah. I don't like that. No. I, I'm not ready for that. Change no. is scary. Yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, probably in March we will have our own test vehicle and uh, maybe I can show you then uh, how it goes. With that would be awesome. Also, would I would, be I would awesome. love to check that out. So we are preparing right now that we have our uh, vehicle here together with Wuhan University here at AUT. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thanks, Merlin. Awesome. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, that was a really good conversation with Reinhardt. I certainly learned a lot. Yep, so did I. If you have any questions about this episode or if there's something that you disagree with or agree with, make sure you use the hashtag AskAUT to ask any questions and we'll do our best to follow up and to answer them. You can also reach out to us um, on Twitter at AUTUni and we also have an AUT Facebook page, any other? Snapchat. Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn. If you want to send us a LinkedIn message, (laughs) please do Please do, please do. Um, yes, but yeah, other than that, uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. You can rate us on iTunes. You can leave a comment. Um, let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think if you liked it as well. So thanks for joining us. Uh, stay tuned for future episodes uh, from Afraid to Ask. Thank you. You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You win What took Marcellus Wallace? Look, what's the deal with Aquaman? What's the matter with me, man? What's the matter with you? How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on first. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? At this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Why?